Hey, it's Memes. I'm a former makeup artist, and you're listening to Swatch of Horrors, where we talk beauty horror stories told by beauty professionals. If you're new here, welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, Let me know if you come from TikTok or if you came from Instagram, because I have no idea, again, who my listeners are. I, I do know, like, the people who I do know, but some people, I don't know if they are platform specific. So, for example... People on TikTok probably just know me on TikTok. People on Instagram probably just know me on Instagram. I don't know if the two, you know, converge and go back to my podcast. I don't know if if I have people who are podcasts, only people who don't follow me on the socials. I'm just really curious. So let me know where you came from. If you're new here, we talk beauty horror stories told by beauty professionals what does that mean so if uh since i'm a former makeup artist i have tons of stories about all the horrors i've gone through with coworkers, with customers mainly clients and i have a lot of friends in the beauty industry and they have stories as well so it's very educational i don't like the bullying i don't i really don't like to make fun of people if i if i can help it i, I really try not to i do my best not to but i'm not perfect i want this platform to be a space where we can air out our grievances with customers but in a way that it's going to teach the next artist from our mistakes basically all the mistakes that I've gone through I want you to learn from them because they could apply to your job now and they might even apply to your current job even if it's not in the beauty industry it really can apply anywhere sometimes Also, if you're not in the beauty industry and you are a customer, a client, you're someone who gets your hair done, your nails done, your makeup done, I'm going to teach you how to be a better client just so you can hear our stories. You're going to learn about what not to do. So stay tuned. I have, I have a horror. It's a little different today because usually I don't do horror stories from the customer standpoint, but because I was the customer. I think, I think this, this, um, this will work. So bear with me. I'm going to give you a ton of warnings. Actually, this is your only warning. Okay. Well, maybe I'll I'll start it later. I'm so chatty today. (sighs) Take a breath. Okay. Maybe you should take a breath with me. Okay. Breathe in. And I didn't even do that right, but whatever. Okay. You get the idea. I... I'm going to give you a warning. This is going to deal with a meta. If you're, if you have a metaphobia, I don't even know. I. Swatch of horrors. I am really just buzzing right now at a thousand miles an hour. I'm looking for a new brother. All right, so that intro, I tried to compile a bunch of things that customers say that are annoying or don't make sense or are uh, artists' pet peeves. So if you have another one to add, maybe I'll make a new intro. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Uh, a common one was like, can I get um this color? And it was like, ABC color. And you're like, no, that's the batch number. That's not the color. Anyway, stuff like that. So again, 
This is memes. I'm a former makeup artist. This is Swatch of Horrors. Today's story is going to involve me, the star of the show. I'm just kidding. Totally not a star. But I need to tell you that something something wild happened to me over the weekend and you're the first to hear about it. I have not even told my husband why because I don't like talking about it. It is so it's a phobia of mine. I have a hard time with it. I'm I'm really trying to work through that sometimes. And to tell you the truth, what the story that happened over the weekend, I think I handled it better than I normally do. So you'll kind of hear me talk through that. And in a way, I think this is therapeutic for me. So maybe you're just going to sit here on my therapy session, which is not really a therapy session, but it kind of is in an informal one. So I was supposed to get a pedicure on whatever day it was, whatever day of the week. I don't remember. You might hear my dog rustling in the background. Anyway, so I like to get my pedicures when I can. Uh, maybe it's sometimes it's like twice a month. Sometimes it's like once a month or sometimes I go a really long time, but um, that's besides the point. The point is my pedicure time is me time. I love just going. And if you don't know, uh, some of you don't know, or, or if you do, I am part Vietnamese. So I do speak what was that whistle that my teeth did? Oh my god, I had dental work done too. Anyway, I, I do speak some Vietnamese and it's very conversational. There are a lot of words that I don't know. But let's say I see like a comedy TikTok sketch. Like for the most part, I can understand what's going on and get the humor. But a lot of times I'll miss every single word in there if you know, you know what I mean. But I'm able to converse more or less. I could be better. And I love learning languages. I love improving the ones that I do know. Anyway, that's a whole nother thing. I'm, I was trying to learn French too the other day and it's, it's been quite the whirlwind. Um, also bit of history, the French did colonize Vietnam at one point. So there was some of that going on. So, uh, with that said, I'm trying to find similarities in the two languages because I know just about zero, zero, zero French. Zero. So when I'm trying to learn something new, I try to make associations. So if I can find any similarities in Spanish and Vietnamese, it actually kind of helps me to retain some of that French information. Um, I've heard that if you know Spanish grammar, you know French grammar because it's very similar, if not exact. Don't quote me on that. But um, I, I'm more familiar with Spanish. Uh, so anyway, um, but I've noticed there's... I'm starting to find a little bit of similarities in Vietnamese and French. Very slim, but I know they exist. Anyway, that's besides the point why I'm learning French. I'm probably, I'm going to be in Paris, hopefully, for a few hours only. And then we're going to be in London most of the time. I only have like a week there, less than a week. And it's coming up soon, you know, next few weeks, months. Don't know, I'm not going to tell you. But please, please let me know if you live in London or Paris or Europe, whatever, London, UK, let me know what I need to buy. Okay, let me know, especially cosmetics, because I'm I'm from Calif Southern California. Let me know what specific cosmetics or um, skincare. I'm mainly looking for fragrances, but I'm down for some cosmetics too. So fragrances, anything exclusive to London area, 
let me know that tell me that I need to go see it, go buy it, go test it because I want to bring, I want this to just be like a beauty. I don't know. Usually I'm, I'm big on food when I travel, but I probably don't want to pack food back home with me. So I definitely am going to go the skincare route or beauty fragrance. I've said beauty 20 fucking times. Let me tell you, this is a new edible that I'm trying. So that I think this is why. So cut me some slack again. In previous episodes, I've talked about how I wanted to give, like start giving more with intention or giving consumable gifts or items. So for souvenirs, when I went to Hawaii, I brought back mostly soaps and coffee because they were like handmade soaps in Hawaii and they smelled like the most amazing soaps I'd ever smelt ever. Very fruity let me, you know, I'm going to shout them out. This is not paid at all. It's not sponsored. It's called Kula Herbs. I believe. Let's do a quick search. It's K-U-L-A. Kula, Kula, Kula Herbs. Or maybe I'm just making up that herbs. Kula. Yeah, it is Kula Herbs. H-E-R-B-S. Great. If you ever go to Hawaii or you... You can buy off their website too. It's They smell so good. I gifted those because I know people are going to use soap, you know? I want to gift things that someone's going to use and not go to waste. So I think I'm going to like bring back beauty so- souvenirs as well, like soaps. Maybe tea. Tea would be cool. I Let me know what I need to do in London, please. I, I know I'm going to do like an afternoon, like a high tea or whatever it is, English tea. I want to do that. Let me again, just, just tell me what beauty items I need to get. I'm going to go do it. And then when I get back, I will, uh, I guess tell you about it if you want to hear about it. I don't know. This is not really like a haul makeup type of content uh, podcast, but we could go there if you want. So let me know. Obviously I'm super excited. I've only been outside of the country a handful of, less than a handful of times. And I know that's more than most people. So I'm very, very grateful and I'm very excited to go. So yeah, again, I'm just buzzing at a thousand miles an hour. Let's go back to uh, the whole, I don't even know how we got off on that tangent. Maybe a language, me understanding Vietnamese. Oh yeah. So I typically, and, and you can get on me for this if you want my husband thinks it's shady. I don't do it to be shady, honestly. I mean, I may have said this before, but when I go to a nail shop, I try to not come off as Vietnamese. And what I mean by that, I don't, I just don't speak in Vietnamese. I speak purely in English. And a lot of times I'll wear my mask so you can't see a lot of my features. Most Vietnamese people think I'm Filipino anyway. Or they think I'm Mexican, which is funny because everyone else thinks, sees me and thinks I'm Asian. So it's kind of funny how people perceive you. But anyway, um, so I, I'm constantly just not admitting to speaking Vietnamese. No, not that, not that I don't admit. I take that back. If I'm asked, then yes, I will say, um, yeah, I'm Vietnamese. But most of the time now I just go in, I speak English. And the reason being is just because no, I don't want to spy on, on the workers. 
Although, if people are talking loud, I'm, I'm going to listen. Same, same if you speak English. If you're telling me all this stuff, I'm going to listen. And I go in there and I'm speaking English. And if they ask me, I will tell them. But I don't because I like to relax. I don't really want to talk. Like my social battery is switched off when I go get my nails done. I don't want to talk. I just want to read or be on my phone or just close my eyes and do the massage chair. That's all I want to do. And yeah, if they know I'm Vietnamese, then, then there's more of a conversation. And I also, I don't know. I just, does that make sense? I just dropped my phone. I just don't really, and if I'm taking forever to tell this story, I am so, I don't want to say I'm sorry I hate apologizing for um, things I shouldn't apologize for, but I am sorry, so bear with me. There is a story here. I could not get my pedicure done. So I've been frequenting. Hey, stop licking. The dog's licking his chops. Okay, so he's doing it again. Shh, stop licking. What's going on? Hmm? Okay. <laughs> So I go in there. He's doing it every time I talk. Are you okay? No, no, no. Lay down. Lay down. You're good. You're good? Okay. Do you... I don't know if he needs to throw up. Or... Do you need to throw up? Do you understand what throw up is? No, you're good, right? Uh-oh. Do you need to go outside? Okay, I'm back. Uh, he, I think he just wanted to drink some water. He's licking his lips a lot. Anyway, so I go to the nail salon. I've been going here for a while now. I have a few that I frequent. Deep breath. So then... Uh, again, this is your your warning for emetophobia, meaning you have this fear of vomit and throw up. Because I do. I do, believe it or not. So, I was sitting there minding my own damn business on the pedicure chair, getting my little massage. And she's, the, the, the nail tech is taking off my um, green, my, yeah, my nail polish. I'm loving green right now. Like, bright green. And she was taking off my gel nail polish on my toes and she there's like one big pinky no 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 the big one the big toe still has nail polish on it right she was like almost done and then straight ahead and it was a big shop you know straight ahead I'm looking minding my own business and then I see a nail tech run from like one end of the room to the other and oh lord here's your warning so I'm taking a deep breath here because Let's get some water, actually. I'm gonna need this. Okay. And there's your water drinking ASMR. So I was like, um, what? Why is she running? And then she like stopped. And then she like kinda put her hand up to her mouth. Or I don't I don't know. It happened so fast. She stopped and then like I saw a little bit come out. Um, so she was like about to throw up 
and mind you, I'm telling this story for the very first time, so you are very lucky, lucky listeners, to be absorbing my uh, trauma, <laughs> trauma dumping. So I was like, oh, okay, that that's happening. Usually I my body goes into a flight or fight or flight response and it's very dramatic and instantly it's like oh choro you know like I want to go to the bathroom and take a take a crap because I'm so nervous with anxiety and I I was like oh okay this this is happening I kind of like hesitated for a few seconds and just autopilot my brain and my mouth like I just started talking and just trying to be as cool as a cucumber as I was trying to be as chill as possible. I did not want to draw any attention to anyone or the situation. And mind you, it was far enough away from me that I was okay. Um, I just saw it happening from across the room and I looked at everyone else's face and I don't think anyone else really noticed. And so I'm trying to keep it real cool. And I just said, because I don't, I don't want to make a scene for the women and the person who was sick. Like, I did not want any of that awful stuff to happen. I wanted to be chill. So I was like, um, I, I, I gotta go. Um, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I have to go. And I pull out my purse and I'm like, robot is taking over. I, I can't even think. My body is just doing at this point. So I'm counting like, I had a bunch of ones. Don't ask me why. I don't know. I had a ton of $1 bills on me. And I think it was like a 20 and change or something. So I had a ton of ones. And I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four. And I'm like, how, how much do I tip this woman for five minutes of her time that she's already done on me? Because I'm not paying. I'm not staying here. I think I decided. I was like, yeah, I, I, I can't stay here. I need to go. And... Normally, I have a worse response, which I was proud of myself for not having fully that that negative knee-jerk response, trauma response, whatever you want to call it, I don't know. I'm very proud of myself for not reacting in the way I normally would have, because something told me to just be chill, and I don't know, I don't know what it was, but I was able to, I guess, not overreact myself. So I felt really bad about needing to leave and the I didn't want to explain and part of me wanted to like just bust out in Vietnamese as fast as I could and honestly if you're Vietnamese and you're listening like don't judge me because I don't really know Vietnamese that well I would have just said like okay get go go doggy am I might be oi you know like um uh em sa oi you are come on come on uh pedicure you know um like I would have just said that and I don't even know if that's like grammatically correct but I could not break character <laughs> as there was someone who doesn't speak Vietnamese like like I said I don't I don't usually tell the people there that I speak Vietnamese so they don't know but part of me just wanted to like turn that off and be like just tell them in Vietnamese so it's more discreet, but then it would have caused a bigger scene because any time I open my mouth in a salon, nail salon, and I speak Vietnamese, the whole room, everyone whips their head around and looks at me. 
like I'm some freak or no, it's really just a surprise. I think they're very surprised that I speak Vietnamese. So when they hear it, like it gets attention. So part of me is like, no, don't switch off the don't switch into Vietnamese mode because then you'll cause a bigger scene. And all this is racing through my mind at 100 miles an hour. You know, I don't know how my brain was able to compute all of these thoughts all at once, but I was like, no, don't speak Vietnamese because even though I, they would have understood me better, I didn't want to say it in English because I didn't want to like disrupt the, the guests next to me if they heard me. I didn't want to do that either. But then again, like I said, I didn't want to speak Vietnamese either because that would also draw a lot of attention. So I was just trying to leave as, as chill as possible. And I, I think the lady was kind of upset, but I like tipped her. And of course she took it. She didn't even like fight me on that. And then I go to the counter and I'm like, I have enough composure that I'm able to tell the the woman at the, the cashier like, hey, I need to leave. Um, please, uh, please ring me up for, for the service that I got. Like she removed most of my gel nail polish. Like I would love to pay for that. Like, please ring me up. And then my nail tech had come to talk to the front desk girl. And I think she had already like figured out what had happened. So then she went to the front desk and was trying to tell her like, Oh, you know, the, the lady's sick over there. I think that's why she's leaving. Like, don't, don't charge her. Don't charge her. And then I almost whipped into Vietnamese and I was like, no, no, like that almost flew out of my mouth. But then I was like, no. And then if I do that, it's going to draw more attention. So I was just like, because I feel like if I would have said in Vietnamese, maybe they would have taken my money, I think. But I think they were just like trying to save face and they felt bad for me, I think. So because they, they could tell I was like really rattled even though I was like keeping me cool and trying to be as quiet as possible but they were so sweet like I I really felt bad like I wanted to pay for something you know um even though it was only for a few minutes so I I left right away and I went to get gas because I had zero gas and then I was like wow I just experienced my worst fear but, like, I was still able to, um, be okay. Um, I, I wasn't shaking like I normally would, so I, I maybe had a very slight tremor after the fact, but I also had to go to the bathroom, so I was like, mm, I'm gonna drive home, um, cause there's that nervous poo-poo that wants to happen, so that did happen, but, and TMI. But um, it wasn't as dramatic as it usually is when something like that happens. So I'm glad that I survived that. And I do hope that that nail tech is okay. And then part of me was like, I need to go and find another salon and go get a pedicure. And then the, I don't want to say crazy, but the part of me that is um anxious that narrates these stories that don't even that may not even be true like my brain starts to tell myself and i heard this was a defense mechanism for your brain your brain will start to convince you like this bad thing will happen no matter what 
then so then my reality becomes, well, I can't go to another nail salon because someone there might get sick too. And I don't know what mental illness this is falls under or whatever category you want to call that. But there comes a many times in my life where I create these fake narratives that I don't even know if would be true. But my brain starts to believe that it would it could be true or that it would be true or it might be true, which is anxiety. So it has been very hard to I guess de-influence my brain to override my brain, override that part that says that something's going to be true because I don't know that it's going to be true. You don't. And so I told myself, I said, stop. You're just telling yourself that every nail salon you go to is going to have the same incident happen to you, which it could happen. But in your 30 something odd years of life, when has this ever happened? This only happened today, after, after you know, your, your entire life thus far, you have not seen someone throw up in a nail salon. So why would it be true that every single one I go to now, that will happen? It's, n- there's no way that can be true. It could happen again, but th- that's the hard part is telling your brain that, hey, the shit that you're making up, the, the shit that you're telling me to be facts is like not really true. I need to stop this belief, stop this fake belief that my brain is telling me. And I heard, I think one time, excuse me, that it was a defense mechanism because your brain is trying to protect you from being in that situation again. So then your brain will tell you that, hey, don't go there because that one bad thing's going to happen again. Remember? So it's almost like a, I don't know, an innate, like, whatever, caveman, caveman instincts that we're just born with. I don't know. So I'm glad I was able to attempt to find a new shop. And I was going to, but then I decided not to. So yeah, that fear is still there. But I also had to go uh, out to eat. So I was like, well, I don't think I have time to go find another place now. And my nerves, they were just really raw. And I know I still need to go make an appointment. I don't think I can go back to that salon though, honestly. Like, I don't think I can. As sad as that is, I really, I really feel bad about that because I don't think I emotionally, mentally can. I don't think I can. But I will go to another nail salon, hopefully soon. I miss my pedicures. I really enjoy them. And I refuse. I think I'm at a point where I'm going to refuse to let my fears hold me back from experiencing as hard as that is to stay and do, that's kind of where I'm at right now, which is also why I'm super excited about my trip to London. It's a big deal because I fear flying so much and I was able to take long flights before, but it's been hard, but I've been able to do it. So this trip is a big step too and 
trying to conquer that fear even more, but it's going to be like a 10 plus hour flight. So that is a lot to think about, but I'm really trying hard to be excited more than fearful because like I said, I probably almost didn't go because I'm afraid to fly, but I don't want that to hold me back anymore. So hopefully these are just baby steps in facing my fears, I guess, or not letting them, um, not letting them debilitate me as much. It's okay to be fearful, I guess, because we do need fear. We do need that. We need it. But I think there's a difference between like accepting fear and then letting fear debilitate you and paralyze you and not be able to live. So I hope if you're on that journey too, you know, DM me if you want at Swatch of Horrors on Instagram or TikTok and, you know, we can help cheer each other on. Again, if you have any tips on um, what to buy from London or even Paris, even if it's a drugstore thing, let me know because I'm so excited to bring back some uh, beauty goods. And I hope you all are doing well. It's nice and gloomy uh, lately in May in Southern California, which kind of seems odd. It's not that hot right now. It's interesting weather and I'm, I'm really just liking it right now, so enjoy it while it lasts because it's going to get really hot, I'm sure. Anyway, don't forget to follow and subscribe. It's free. All you do is go on Apple Podcasts or, Spot- or um, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, and when you click follow or subscribe, it just allows you not to miss an episode. It'll tell you every time a new episode comes out. So definitely do that. Anyway, have a good uh, end of night.